Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discovery It Podcast. This week, we're going to be having a presentation by Jody, and Jody's going to be talking about becoming proactive. So, Jody, you want to go ahead and uh, take over the mic? All right. Thanks, Paul. We have um, the three-step process, identify, confront, and becoming proactive. So tonight we're going to focus on the becoming proactive phase um, of that three-step process. And the first two steps, you have a lot of awareness where you start to realize some things, identify, identify some problems, and then confront them. And then the becoming proactive stage is really like that action step. That's where Paul always says we we just do the opposite, create a plan and step forward. The word proactive means creating or controlling a situation by causing something to happen rather than responding to it after it has already happened. So this is, like I said, the action step. And you have to remember, we don't have to stay the same person that we think we are. It's kind of confusing because a lot of times you you tend to create this personality and you think that you are just a certain type of way and that's just the way you are. And you think when you start to change and you start to behave different and make all these changes that suddenly you don't feel like who you used to be. People will look at you and they'll be like, well, that's weird. You're not like that. Or you don't like that type of food. Or I thought you liked this type of thing. So, it starts to feel like maybe we're not being authentic to who we think we are. Um, But that's not necessarily our true self, and we're allowed to change those things. And uh, we did a previous episode talking about being authentic, and that might help clear up some of those things there. And we can always choose to like things or not like things um, whenever we decide that that's something we either want in our life or don't want in our life. So we have to look at these things and ask, like, are they benefiting me? Are there something that's going to help me reach my goal? So being proactive in our thinking and changing these thoughts kind of starts to desensitize that past program conditioning of who we think we are. We can start to swap out some of these negative thoughts um, with some new positive thoughts. But there's a few different ways we can do that. And the first major step is kind of commitment. Um, where we actually decide we're going to go all in and write down some different goals. We start to look at a vision, a plan for the future, like what we really have. And some people like to do vision boards where they'll cut out pictures or ideas of some big goal that they have and put them up on this board so they can kind of look at them and remind them and keep them focused on what their end goal is. And sometimes these different Goals and commitments are going to require some different sacrifices. It could be time. It could be money. It could be other hobbies, things like that, where we may need to give up some things in order to have what we really want as our end goal. And to keep us kind of accountable, we want to, we want to have like a close friend or a mentor and someone that's going to kind of support you. They're going to want you to achieve your goals and help you kind of come up with plans to get to that end. So once we have this end goal, this commitment towards this goal, uh, we might not have any idea how to get there. Um, So we need to create a plan, some sort of um, action steps, uh, do some research, 
and figure out what are all the things in between from where you're at now to how to get to that end goal. We always talk about you don't know what you don't know. Uh, so a lot of times this research will involve creating some different small steps and small achievements to get to there. You might have to ask like different questions and explore different things and be creative. Um, think of some different possibilities to get to where you want to get to. And sometimes these, these goals or these plans might not seem like you thought they were. You may have a vision of something being much better and greater and not require quite as much work. So it's important to, when we're being focused, is to have like a, a strong why. And we, we did a podcast on some of these different things on how to set goals. And then I'll talk about some different steps and how we can write down these goals to make them a little more achievable. And then the next step that we have to be careful of is um, becoming aware of roadblocks. So we did, a, we did two different podcasts that help focus on some of these roadblocks. One was the general roadblocks to it, and another one was overcoming obstacles. And these two will go into a little more detail on those. Um, but some of the big roadblocks um, include like self-sabotage, um, avoidance, uh, procrastination, um, all these negative internal thoughts or that negative it that's going to play into that, uh, whether it's fear, uh, things like that. So uh, another, another big roadblock that sometimes we run into with people is uh, dealing with forgiveness. I always like the topic of forgiveness because I think a lot of people think that when you're talking about forgiveness that you look at something or somebody that did something wrong to you and they apologize and they're sorry for it. Uh, they know they did something wrong and then you forgive them. And really forgiveness doesn't have to do so much with others as it does with yourself. So you can forgive somebody even if they're completely not sorry and did something really wrong to you. And that, it doesn't mean you have to, I guess, resolve that problem. It doesn't mean you have to stay friends with that person. It doesn't mean any of that. It's really how you're internally dealing with uh, that situation and that person. So it's really looking back at the past and being able to let it go. Uh, another good example I like is uh, people will say, when you don't forgive somebody, it's like drinking poison but expecting the other person to die. So being able to forgive someone allows you to let go of that resentment, let go of any kind of grudge or things like that, and let go of that negative energy that you've, you've held with that instance so you can kind of move on from that. So remember, like, there's, there's always going to be that easy way that's going to be, be lurking in the future. Like, maybe this wasn't the right thing, and there's going to be a lot of things that are going to distract us to try to move us away from becoming proactive. And, you know, it's like uh, the Rocky movie where he says you just got to keep moving forward, right? So we don't want to focus on too much like where we're going or where we're at. We're kind of looking at all the different things that we need to change. So that's where creating that kind of roadmap to our end goals becomes important. And remember, you're always going to be fighting up against your it. Um, it's always going to be there. It's always going to have those fears, those doubts, uh, those insecurities. 
And it's always going to be looking for that little way to get in there. So this becoming proactive is going to be a battle of your mind and your body and trying to stay prepared and stay pro- proactive uh, to fight against your it. Thanks, Paul. Thank you very much, Jody. Really, really good presentation this evening. Thank you. Uh, Debbie, since you've been on the uh, journey of self-discovery, what's some of the roadblocks that you've uh, overcome by being proactive? Um, well, I would say a lot of times I've, in the past, I've been afraid of something and it stops me from taking the next step. But now I have the tools so I'm able to recognize, um, you know, that I'm either getting afraid or, or that, um, or that I'm, I'm shrinking from whatever it is I wanted to do and I can recognize it at that point uh, and realize that that's just my it talking to me and trying to swerve me out of the way from doing what I want. I was trying to think of a good example of something. I just know that I I hear it all the time. I mean, like Jody said, you're always going to be dealing with it. And I think one of the best parts about being um, having the, the discover it method is that when I rec- I can recognize it, I hear it and hear it all the time, but then I recognize it and I can just, you know, do something different. Very good, Debbie. Appreciate your uh, input on that. Ray, uh, let's do the same question. Since you've been on the journey of self-discovery, what what are some uh, roadblocks you've overcome by being proactive? Um, it's funny this proactive topic. Maybe when you told me about it, it prompted my conversation earlier. Me and Star was just talking about it, and um, talking about a lot of the same things. Uh, but you know, being pro- proactive, I've overcome a lot a lot of things. Getting a better job. I mean, from where, where we started working. Countless things, the new job, uh, savings. You know, I never really had a lot saved up prior to that point. Prior to that point, almost was eight years now. I didn't have, I hadn't had, you know, my own place. Um, so I got my first apartment. Being proactive, I've procrastinated for years getting my passport. Being proactive, I finally got my passport. Um, started traveling. Been to several countries since then. Being proactive, I learned a second language, uh, speaking Portuguese. Um, being proactive, I got my rights to vote back after uh, being charged with uh, being charged with a felony. Being proactive, you know, got those got those voting rights restored. Um, got my right to to bear arms, which is a separate total separate uh, process, got that back, got my concealed carry uh, license. Being proactive, I I got into learning trading, which was something that was daunting and took a lot of, you know, went through a lot of struggle and and trials and tribulations, losing a lot of money, and then still coming back with a clear head enough to learn and to become successful at doing that. 
consistently now. It's so many things being proactive, and it's something that I'm still dealing with. Um, fine, I feel silly as you're talking about the three-step process because it's something that, and I've always been aware of this kind of phenomenon, how you become clear on something, and then uh, sometimes it, it can become overlooked. You know, it's become so familiar to you that you you know it's there, but look beyond it and, and miss it. And that's the way I've accomplished the many things I've accomplished since, you know, being proactive. But now I'm pushing myself further in a lot of areas. So I'm I'm in the momentum of that constant growth, pushing the boundaries, uh, being proactive, making changes. And even still, I probably am in many ways that I'm not giving myself credit for. But in some areas, especially some very important ones to me, I need to, st- I still need to do that exact thing. Realize that uh, that force is pushing me to equalize, like we talked about in, a, in another uh, call, to go back to the average, you know, to go back. If I'm constantly pushing forward, there's, there's a force that it that's pushing me back to where I was and needing to continue pushing forward, continue growing, but, but dealing with not really recognizing it as that force, you know, seeing it as, um, it, when it, in reality, it is a force and you have to confront it and be proactive. It's something you literally have to force yourself to do. It's not, um, whereas following or attempting to follow the path of least resistance, we always try to find another way that doesn't uh, require us doing the thing that we have to do, you know, the thing that we're avoiding. I think that's it's the same way with being proactive. You know, we tend to think, well, what else is the reason why I'm going through this? Or how do I avoid feeling that, that pressure, that force, that thing that's working against me? How do I avoid that? Because it shouldn't be that way. Instead of realizing and accepting that that's a part of nature, that's a part of how we grow and how we expand. And to accept it and then to do the thing that you need to do anyways. Like big for me is meditating especially I think even more so because I've grown so much that I think that uh, I'm consistently operating at a level that's far above my average, you know? So if you summed up all my, my years, I'm, I'm above like with trading, we got moving averages. So you have a line that's charted on that graph that tells you the average of the past, say 20 days. And if your price is above the average of the last 20 days, that price is moving strong in an upwards trend. And that's how I've been moving strong in an upwards trend. So it, uh, I think even more so than ever, I need to be able to balance that, balance all the things that I'm juggling, balance it, uh, operating at a higher frequency, higher energy levels. And the, the main way I've learned through reading and observing to do that is meditation even in its simplest form, just watching the breath and calming your mind and paying attention to those thoughts as they go wild and, and then bringing your attention back to a, a center of focus. So things like that, uh, I need to do more. It's costing me that I'm not, yet I put it off every day, you know, and, and procrastination, the killer of proactivity or proactiveness. Um, 
just putting it in, and that's what we were talking about earlier, me and, and uh, Star, about why we do that, you know, put off those things. Uh, why am I putting off meditation? Well, I know it's, it's simple. It can seem redundant, but it's so important. Why don't I do it? Why don't I give 15 minutes in the morning, start my day, uh, just 15 minutes prior to when I would have normally went to sleep, take that time to end my day that way. And talked about it being, you know, that part of ourselves that's where I'm, I tell myself I want better for myself and things like that. But when I don't do the things like eating healthy, some I've been struggling with lately. Ideally, I, I've always been someone who preached eating healthy and things like that. But why, why aren't I doing it? You know, I say I want the best things for myself, but in some way I'm choosing actions that say the opposite. They say that I care about myself, but not that much. You know, I care about my body, but not a, uh, enough to make it a priority to eat healthy and consistent, you know, meals. Um, I care about my state of mind, but not enough to spend 15 minutes a day just centering my thoughts, pulling away from all the things that pull us in a thousand directions and to center all that energy just for a few moments in the morning and at night. I care about my peace of mind, but not enough to do those things. So I was asking myself, why am I? running from those things. And then, you know, she was talking about that uh, shadow work and, you know, she's into a lot of those things at more deeper levels, you know, when working with energy and um, uh, I don't want to give it any titles because, <laughs> you know, I'm not as uh, familiar, familiar in those areas, but she was saying, you know, and that's a lot of what we talk about working with those, those past traumas, those things that cause us, to, to conduct behaviors that we that are not in alignment with what we'll tell ourselves we want, and uh, so this that that was a perfect presentation and a perfect topic. It was right on time, um, so good job on that, Jody, and appreciate it. Thank you very much, Ray. Um, our, li- our new listeners, they keep on hearing it, the acronym it that we created. Could you explain it a little bit more in detail to the new listeners so they understand that acronym, right? Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking about that when uh, we were, you know, the call was going on. And I was thinking, I, I wonder if she's wondering where that it, you know, what he's talking about. It, it probably sounds odd, just you know, to somebody not knowing where it's coming from. But it uh, representing internal thoughts or a good acronym is that uh, when we say we're our own worst enemy. So with Paul, when he come up with the term it, uh, it's an acronym or short for internal thoughts. And we look at it as uh, representing in, in Christianity, I believe they're referring to that same thing, the devil, you know, we refer to that as negative energy, negative, uh, vibrations, you know, the, the, I think we're all talking to the same or about the same force that we all experience in some way, no matter how we refer to it, but it making it more of an objective thing to look at is what I think a lot of what Paul focuses on looking at that as being an objective truth to our nature and not something to avoid, because the more that you avoid it, the more you don't look at it, uh, the more you put that, which we tend to naturally do, and even myself as recently being uh, procrastinating or avoiding being proactive, just simply recognizing it, you know, confronting it, 
like, okay, this is what it is. This is the energy that I'm dealing with, and then move in the opposite direction on purpose. And irregardless of feeling the opposition so that we can overcome that, you know, consistently and daily, but referring it to it to it as that objective thing, not giving it an identity like the devil or um, I tend to refer to it when talking about energy. You know, I understand it when we talk about it and we use it in that way. I understand it as energy or a substance, a thing that is present, no matter how you try to package it, you know. So, um, and then being able to address it, you know, without the negative connotations, you know. I think naturally when we think devil, we think does he or does he not even exist when the energy is obviously real. You know, it's, you can color it any different way, but we know that it's still affecting us. And it is how Paul refers to that and deals with it. Thank you. Appreciate that, Ray. Just imagine your internal thoughts, your subconscious mind as a video camera, the nine months that you were in your womb until birth all the way through the present time. It's like 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. This video camera has been videoing your story. And the thing that we have to look at is it the story that you want the world to know about. This is a story that you want to read right, but you just don't know how. Well, by discovering it, you can create a whole new story by using the three-step program and getting on to the journey of self-discovery. So tonight, uh, I appreciate everybody being on. And uh, is there anybody on call tonight that would like to ask anybody on call any questions? Or to add anything, if you if you feel you have something personal that you went through or, or dealing with being proactive or something that even you overcame uh, in regards to being proactive and how you, you know, what tools maybe you, you utilize. Sure. Star speaking. So it's very funny and a little uncanny um, that the, the, the whole comparison to the having like a camera, you know, recording and, and you know, kind of basically liking that to just creating a new story, a new life, because I'm literally doing that on a personal note right now. And that has been the main source of, um, it's a double-sided coin for me, of both the proactivity and procrastinations as well. Uh, like Grace said, we were talking earlier about it, and that was my personal um, current standpoint as far as being proactive goes, is that that analogy literally being the sole main motivator to me being proactive right now is having that little camcorder inside of me going and, and you know, just pretty much being a witness and sponge to my experiences and the storyline that I'm interacting with currently. Um, so there's so many different ways 
that that plays can play out even without this specific um, experience. Um, but it teaches you a lot about. And this is my general input. It teaches you a lot about the momentum of a thing and how to really um, get to know and understand the purpose in that momentum. Um, like you guys were mentioning earlier, what is the reason, you know, those key points that will pretty much catalyze why you need to do this, this, or that. Um, but it's so much so much to observe and learn from in the momentum of this thing that I feel like I realized in that conversation me and Ray were having and after the fact is pretty much like a, I guess, a hidden pathway or a key to remember when it comes to being proactive, at least for me um, currently, and a new take on it in general um, to really apply and integrate into my lifestyle and decision-making. So when you can acknowledge and really zero in on that momentous factor, that is the the, the main thing because it's some it's actually like it, it varies for everybody. It could be just one thing, it could be multiple things, an amalgam of things. But understanding the momentum behind by momentum I mean the timing, the effort and all those things wrapped up into one equation to get that result, keeping that like a carrot to a horse, you know what I'm saying, in front of you is probably paramount to any type of proactivity and knowing when procrastination is going on as well. Thank you very much, Star. really appreciate that, that feed. Anybody else on the call that would like to say anything before we get off tonight? Hey, how's it going? Well, um, I mean, this I is Gary. When, when we met Paul back, uh, I, I don't remember if it was the, the first time, if it was when he was moving in. I think it might have been yeah. when he was moving out. Yeah, I remember, Derek. How you doing? Pretty I was going to say, when it, comes to like, when it comes to getting out of your own way, you know, um, like for years I was I was doing you know production using my cell phone and you know recording videos and stuff like that and one one day I just decided you know I'm gonna take it serious put the put the faith in my ability and uh, went out and, and and rented an office I got all the equipment cameras computers and stuff like that. And then now um, I'm starting to bear fruit of the of the labor. You know, I'm starting to get more clients, more opportunities, and actually pay rent off of profit instead of coming out of my my own pocket to, you know, to make ends meet. But it all came from standing in my way and and saying, you know, enough's enough. This is what I deserve. This is what I need to make happen. Well, con- congratulations on on your uh, journey there, Derek. Yes, sir. Glad to glad to be talking to you again. It's been a couple uh, years since I talked to you, but glad yeah, to hear definitely. your your voice again. Yes, Have sir. to get together again. I agree. 
I appreciate it. Everybody being on call tonight. And uh, anybody else like to say something before we get off tonight? Okay, gang. We'll see you all next Thursday night at 730 at 515-604-9530. Access code 655-145. Thank everybody for participating tonight, and we'll see you next week. Thank you now.